The Jack Benny program. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. LSMFT. LSMFT. L-S-M-F-T. You said it. Yes, sir. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. It takes fine tobacco to make a fine cigarette, and Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, at tobacco auctions now open, independent tobacco experts can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy the finer... The lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. From New York City, the first stop on their March of Dimes tour, we bring you the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to Jack Benny's room at the Sherry Netherland Hotel. Jack is waiting for the gang to show up as they're all going ice skating in Central Park. East side, west side, all around the town. You'll be able to see it when the snow is off the ground. Rochester. Hail and snow together, ice all over the walk. You slip and you slop and you flip and you flop on the sidewalks of New York. <laughs> Rochester, stop singing. You know I'm going ice skating, so you better get my things ready. Okay. By the way, did you have my ice skates sharpened like I told you to? I sure did, boss. I had it done yesterday when I was up in Harlem. Good. Are they nice and sharp? Sharp? What do you think I shaved you with this morning? <laughs> stop being so silly and get my things ready. As long as I'm going skating, I want you to get out my knickers and press them. Boss, you better wear your long pants. You don't look good in knickers. Your legs are too skinny. My legs are not skinny. They ain't. Remember that time you played Hamlet and had to wear those tights? Well, what about it? The theater manager took one look at you and said, if those legs have any muscle, they must be on inside the bone. <laughs> what? You had to tie knots in your legs to make it look like you had knees. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to wear my knickers. Now get them out and press them. Boss, you, you know they have valet service in this hotel, don't you? I know, I know. What do you think I've got you for? Me? Yes, you. Well, listed alphabetically, attendant, actor, auto mechanic, barber... Look, right. ...bartender, butler, bodyguard, bellhop, busboy... Look, Rochester, I'm... ...cook, chauffeur, uh, companion, charwoman, chambermaid... Rochester, that's enough. I've got more viewers than the federal government. <laughs> Rochester, stop with that talk and start pressing my knickers. Okay. Dorman, dishwasher, dusted dog. Oh, water. Rochester, stop complaining. You don't do so much. All I know is, anytime somebody asks me to shake hands, I gotta put something down. <laughs> now, you know that's not true. Anyway, I've gotta get. Rochester, put down the iron, the whisk broom, and the shoe brush and answer the door. What? Oh, never mind. Go press the door. I mean, the knickers. It's gonna be pretty cold in the park, so get out my long underwear. Come in. Well, 
Well, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Well, gee, Mary, I'm glad you're over your cold. Are you sure it's all right for you to be out today? Yes, Jack. The doctor told me I was completely well. Good. Then he kissed me goodbye and said, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> the, the doctor kissed you goodbye? Wasn't that awful? It certainly was. Fine doctor. When he kissed you, why didn't you slap his face? How could I? I was holding his bag for him. <laughs> oh, I get it. You wanted him to kiss you. <laughs> you catch on fast, don't you, Jackson? <laughs> Jackson, yeah. Look, Mary, you don't have to make any outside dates. While we're in New York, I'm going to take you around. Oh, sure. Just like last year. Before we left California, you said, Mary, when we get to New York, I'm really going to show you the town. Well, I did, didn't I? Yeah, from the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> well, they don't let you up there for nothing, sister. <laughs> what are you laughing at? When we got to the top, you looked over the edge, saw a nickel on the sidewalk, and wanted to jump. <laughs> I did not want to jump. Anyway, I was just bragging about my eyesight. Pretty good when you can see a nickel from the top of the Empire State Building. You know? Some eyesight. When you got down to the street, you found out it was a manhole cover. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could find that wise guy that painted a buffalo on it. <laughs> anyway, this time, Mary, you and I will really go places. Say, boss! Oh, hello, Miss Livingston. It's good to see you up and around again. Well, thank you. I'm feeling fine now. What do you want, Rochester? Your shirts just came back from the laundry. My shirt's good. Say, that's wonderful service. Why did you send them out? I don't remember the day, but we were still on for Joe. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. And I thought they were lost. Rochester, are those the shirts we sent out in 1934? It must have been before that, boss. These have lace collars. <laughs> Oh, though, well, put them away. I'll give them to my writers for Christmas. <laughs> Say, Rochester. Rochester, what is my breakfast coming up? Is you ordered from room service? Yeah, a long time ago. You want something to eat, Mary, before we go skating? No, thanks. Say, Jack, I can't get over you living in such a classy hotel as the Sherry Netherlands. Why? Well, every other time you came to New York, you stayed at the, uh, at the, um... The Acme Plaza. <laughs> oh, yes. What a creepy joint that was. Well, I'll admit it wasn't the best hotel in New York, Mary, but it certainly was conveniently located. You're not kidding. All you had to do was walk up one flight of steps and you were in the subway. <laughs> Oh, Mary, it wasn't that far down. What gave you that idea? At one end of the lobby, they were mining coal. <laughs> they were not. Then why did all the bellboys have lamps in their caps? <laughs> because the room clerk's name was John L. Lewis. <laughs> Let's drop it, will you? Come in. Your breakfast, Mr. Benny. Oh, good, good. Put it right over here on the table. Sure you don't want anything, Mary? No, thanks. Gee, I'm hungry. There you are, sir. And here's the check. Oh, Hand me my glasses, Rochester. Here you are. Thanks. I want to see if they have these prices right. You want me to call your accountant, boss? No, I can handle this myself. Now, let's see. What? 95 cents? Why, that's outrageous. You want me to call your lawyer, boss? Not yet. How in the world could this be 95 cents? Let's see, 20 cents for orange juice. Isn't that awfully high? Well, you see, sir, we don't grow oranges here. They shipped in from California. So what? Postage stamps are the same price in California. They come from Washington. <laughs> I'm just the waiter, Mr. Benny. I don't have anything to do with the prices. Look at this. 
Two eggs, 40 cents. Do you realize that's 20 cents an egg? Yes, sir. 20 cents for one little egg. What's in an egg that could make it worth 20 cents? Well, it's a whole day's work for a hen, sir. <laughs> See, 10 cents for coffee. Well, that's all right. Hey, what's that extra quarter for? That's a 25-cent charge for serving meals in the room, sir. Oh, well, open the door. I'll eat it out in the hall. <laughs> That won't help, sir. But if you don't want the breakfast, I'll take it back. No, no, I guess it isn't your fault. Hmm, 95 cents. Here, waiter, here's a dollar. You can keep the change. Here. Oh, thank you, sir. Now I can buy that farm in Connecticut. Look, just go, will you? Yes, sir. Mary, Mary, are you sure you don't want anything? If you do, I can call the waiter back. Never mind. I wouldn't go through that again for $8 million. Yeah, well, I might as well eat. Yeah, you better hurry up, Jack. The gang will be here pretty soon. Mm, there's somebody at the service entrance. Oh, Rochester. Just a minute, boss. I'm hiding your long underwear. Well, open the back door. I can't. You've got it sewn up for the winter. <laughs> That's not the one I mean. Oh, well, never mind. Come in. Oh, hello, Larry. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Miss Livingston. I'm glad you're over your cold. Well, thank you, Larry. And by the way, I also want to thank you for dedicating that song to me last week. It was sweet of you. Well, I was glad to do it, Miss Livingston. Would you like to hear the one I'm going to sing next Sunday? Yeah, sing it to us, kid, while I finish my breakfast, will you? Okay.
swell, kid, swell. Very good. Say, Larry, I meant to tell you, you were wonderful on the March of Dimes show we did at Carnegie Hall last night. Yes, Larry, you were really good. And don't forget, on Tuesday, our March of Dimes show will be at the Academy of Music in Philadelphia and the following Monday at the Symphony Hall in Boston. So, kid, you haven't seen all the sights in New York. I mean, if you haven't, you better do it in the next few days. Well, I've been around quite a bit, Mr. Benny. I went to Rockefeller Center, the Statue of Liberty, and yesterday I went to Grant's tomb. Oh, Grant's tomb, huh? Gee, that's funny. I remember the first time I came to New York. No, I went to Grant's tomb, too. Yeah, but Grant wasn't in it yet. (laughs) Grant wasn't in it yet. Grant wasn't in it yet. Very funny stuff. Very funny stuff. Look, Mary, the minute you come back on the program, you know, you start right in with... Come in! Hiya, Jackson! Hello, Phil! Say, Jackson, now that I'm here, we better grab the skates and let's get on up the... Well, Mary, you pretty baby. How are your eyes, ears, nose, and throat? Fine, Phil. Yes, sir. She's fit of the fiddle, and I'm her beau. <laughs> oh, Jackson, you blue-eyed buffoon! You, you're hot as a firecracker, and you started in as a punk. Hey, Phil, I certainly stole that one from you, didn't I? Well, you stole it from somebody. I know you didn't add libet. Don't worry about me, brother. I can think pretty fast. Oh, sure. You rode up and down in the elevator all day because you couldn't ad-lib the floor you wanted to get off at. It wasn't that at all. It was just a nice day, and I thought I'd enjoy the ride. That's all. Come in. Hello, Don. Hi, you fellas. Well, hello, Mary. Mary, I'm awfully glad to see you again. Well, kids, I've got my skates with me. Are we all set? Pretty soon, Don. I've got to get into some warm clothes. Well, you better because it's pretty cold out. Say, Phil, did you take my advice and see the new Frank Fay show? Frank Fay, Frank Fay. There he goes again with that Frank Fay. Yeah, I saw it last night, Don. But first, I went to the Star Club and I had about five cocktails. Then I went to the El Morocco and I had about ten cocktails. And then I went to the 21 Club and matched that number. <laughs> oh, then you went to the Frank Fay show. Huh? Yeah, it's called Harvey. Harvey, am I old enough to see it? Well, certainly, Larry. That's the new show in which Frank Faye plays the part of a fellow who's always a little drunk. And he imagined he keeps seeing a white rabbit six feet tall. He imagines it? Yes. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something's wrong. What's wrong? I saw the rabbit. (laughs) Phil, Phil, that's an imaginary rabbit and nobody can see it. What are you talking about? He came off the stage, sat down beside me and asked me what I liked about the South. Oh, my goodness. Then the rabbit got mad and walked away. Well, I don't blame him. He was probably jealous because your eyes were pinker than his. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Exactly what happened. Phil, we've been trying to explain to you that in that play, there is no rabbit. I don't know. They're taking in plenty of lettuce at the box office. (laughs) Oh, Harris, you... Oh, shut up. (laughs) Now, if we're going skating, let's get started. All right, let's let's get get going. I want to go a little bit. Oh! What's the matter, Mary? I forgot my scarf and my gloves. Well, I'll call your hotel and have Pauline bring them over. Mary, you're living at the Astor, aren't you? Yeah. I'm getting it. Astor 
Hotel, 44th and Broadway, overlooking Times Square in New York City. Operator. Every room suited to your taste. Bachelor apartments, bridal suites, coffee shop, and spacious lobby. Operator, Elevator I'm service, room service, tailor shop, jewelry shop, and radio in every room. Look, all I also, want is... Also, writing I... paper, pen and ink. Combination writing desk that folds up into a dresser. Look, I want to get Miss Daily Livingston's rates, weekly rates, monthly rates, and travelers checks. Cash without question. There's no question. So I if you're want... ever in New York, the only place to live is the Astor Hotel, 44th and Broadway, overlooking Times Square. Operator, operator, I'm trying to I'm get... I'm sorry, your three minutes are up. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, how do you like that? Oh, well, Mary, you can wear my mittens. Now, kids, as soon as I get my things on, we'll catch a cab and we'll go to Central Park. that passes already. Gosh, you think they'd be glad to pick up fares from a swanky hotel like the Sherry Netherlands. Hey, Jackson, look, here comes another one. Yeah, it's pulling up here. Driver, take us to... I'm sorry, bud, this cab ain't for hire. I- I'm through for the day. Why'd you pull up in front of this hotel? I live here. <laughs> well, how do you like that? He drove right into the lobby. Jack, Look! Well, it serves him right. He got stuck in the revolving door. <laughs> I'll never, we'll never get a cab standing here. It's only about eight blocks to the lake. Let's walk. Huh? Okay. Look out, kids. Look out. This taxi will splash us. What's the matter, Pop? You too cheap to take a cab? <laughs> No, driver. We've been waiting for one. All right. Hop in. Come on, fellas. Let's get in here. Okay. Take us to the Central Park Lake, bub. Okay. Are strangers here in town? Well, you might... I've been living here all my life. Never been further away from Manhattan than you can go with the IRC. Where you from? Well, a whole bunch of us... Ain't no place like New York City, and that includes Brooklyn. (laughs) Hey, uh, any of you ever been to Brooklyn? Well, I've... And don't let anybody kid you, bud. Brooklyn's a swell dump. And, and just because... 
And just because he pulled them cranks about Brooklyn, I ain't never gonna read another one of Moe Coward's books. <laughs> Look, I don't like it when these wise guy writers and radio comics insult Brooklyn. Are uh, you listen to the radio much? Well, we're all sorry. Now, you take last Sunday on a Jack Benny program. They had an insulting crank about Brooklyn. And gee, was I glad when Fred Allen dropped in later and he'd give that Benny the whites. Now, look, driver. You see, Benny's sponsor sent Fred Allen over to read the commercial. And that Allen was a scream when he said, Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Yes, lucky strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed. Hmm. But unlike Jack Benny's wallet... Lucky strikes are free and easy on the draw. <laughs> what a lamp he got with that. Look, driver, then we're Then there's, to... there's Benny, there's Benny to Allen, and he says, Now look, Fred, you mean by just doing those commercials, you manage to eke out a living? Well, this Allen says, Well, if it doesn't make you too unhappy, yes. And then all Benny was able to say was, Hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute, driver. Why is it you do such a funny imitation of Alan, such a bad imitation of Benny? Now, look, bud, don't blame me. It ain't my fault that Benny stinks. <laughs> now, listen, driver. Here we are, Central Park Lake, at 60 cents. Here's your 60 cents, driver. Here's your tip. There. You want to know something, bud? What? You'll do a pretty good imitation of Jack Benny yourself. <laughs> Never mind, driver. You can go. Okay, okay. So long. Well, well, kids, here we are at the lake. Let's go skating. Come on, last one on the ice is a rotten egg. <laughs> I'm the first. Look at me go. Da 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 da. What is it, Mary? Come back here. You forgot your skate. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, I thought I had them on. Hey, wait a minute, fellas. I want to see something. <laughs> Phil, what are you knocking on the ice for? Shh, quiet, Jackson. I'm looking for Shaky. <laughs> Kids, look at Wilson skating around there as though he owns Central Park. Yeah, what's him. he so stuck up about? Look at him. He just found out that Lard is back on the ration list. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kids, kids, you want to see some fancy skating? Oh, anybody can cut a figure eight. I know, but watch this. Well, I'll be darned. L-S-M-F-T. <laughs> now, that was wonderful. Wait a minute, I got my skates on. Watch me. I'll show you kids some real skating. Here I go. Hmm. Uh, Phil, help me pick him up. That was an accident. I'll show you how to skate. Watch me now. Never mind, Phil. I can get up myself. Hmm. Oh, well. Are you cold, Jack? No, Rochester sold it up for the winter. <laughs> Gosh, I can't understand it. I used to be the I used to be the best skater in Waukegan. Well, I'll try it again. There, now I've got it. Whee! 
What's the matter with me? Mr. Benny, when you tripped, your hat fell off your head. Here. Thank you. And your fur piece fell off, too. <laughs> That's not a fur piece. Now give it to me. Hey, kids, kids, look. There's a fellow over there giving an exhibition. He's jumping over seven barrels. There he goes. That was really terrific. Oh, wonderful. Now, what's so great about that? What? Watch me. I can jump over those barrels. Jack, Jack, don't be a fool. Ah, watch this. You better thing. not try that, Jack. Don't worry about it. I was just oh. kidding you guys, making believe I can't skate. Watch this. Jack, please. Here I go, right over those barrels. at me through that bunghole. <laughs> come on, fellas, let's roll Yeah, home. get your Harry. Jack, come on, let me gentlemen, to the millions of American servicemen and women overseas, nothing is more important than a letter from home. A letter from a loved one can mean the difference between a man who knows why he's fighting and a man who knows only bitterness and indifference. Don't write worrisome things about, such as baby has the mumps or the landlord won't do anything about the plumbing. Write them about the hometown, friends, sports, and the fun you had and and above all, don't wait till news accumulates. And here's another important thing. When you write, always use V-mail. Our planes and ships are hard-pressed for space, and much more V-mail can be carried than regular bulky letters. V-mail is inexpensive, too. It flies overseas for only three cents. So remember, folks, write them cheerful, fresh news regularly. But be sure to send it V-mail. Also, don't forget the March of Dimes show. It will be with you in Philadelphia and Boston. Thank you very, very much. Well, Jack, we'll be back in just a minute. But first, here's my good friend, Effie Boone. sold American. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco because Lucky Strike consistently selects and buys the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. This fine Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. The famous tobacco auctioneers heard on tonight's program are Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. Mr. F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. Basil Rysdale speaking for Lucky Strike. L.S.M.F.T. 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 A fact known the world over. 
Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, so round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Well, this closes another program, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night broadcasting for the Army Air Force at Mitchell Field. Good night, everybody. <laughs>